Well, dear friends, as a church, we have a stronger, longer lasting and more meaningful foundation than we even realize ourselves. And it is the victory and the promises of our Lord. It's God's promise of the future community and unending blessings that give us the ability of being a community of hope. Of hope for ourselves and also for our neighbors. Without God's promise of blessings and life flowing down from the blood of Jesus on the cross and to us via the empty tomb, we are just one of the many spiritual or communal options that are out there in this secular world. A club, an association of like-minded people, or a nonprofit organization trying to do its best to be decent and helpful people like any other group of people who care about the issues that we face. But with the promise of a mighty resurrection and new life by faith in Jesus, this victorious one over death, this great wounded healer of the world, we bring new hope to this place here and now. Divine hope, long-lasting, full and true hope that is transforming lives. Without trust in the Lord's promise of place, name, and community, and life beyond all the suffering that we experience, we are the faithless Jerusalem, the city over whom Jesus wept for. With no trust in God's promises, we naturally kill his messengers that the Spirit sends to us, and we turn in on ourselves, seeking to find the things that we know that we desperately need from places and people that cannot give them to us, as the Lord can give them to us and does give them to us in full measure. Such things like love, belonging, truth, wisdom. He gives us something to say. He gives us peace, the drive to forgive and the drive to include. He gives us meaning in our serving, work and study, focus and purpose in who we are and what we do when we're alone and when we are together. Friends, Jesus calls us to look up these 40 days of Lent, to look up from our own belly buttons and off our fleshly desires, off of our accumulated things, off of our relationship issues, off of our sorrows, off of our achievements, off of this secular world, and to fix our ears on Jesus. And to actually listen to him. This God man of the cross who was familiar with all of our sins, our wrongs, our guilt, our pain and suffering and lack of trust. He is still seeking us, offering a vast array of hope. 
from his full treasure trove of promises. How many more promises shall we need? Jesus says, I have not come to condemn you, but to love you. So you have life beyond your suffering and death by faith in my suffering and death in your place. Jesus cries out in frustration over us today. How often have I desired to gather you children together as a hen gathers her chicks and you were not willing. Friends, our citizenship, our identity, our peace, our hope is here in the people, here where Jesus meets us and his heaven meets his earth. It is from here that we are expecting a savior to return to fulfill everything for us. What do we need to be a faithful and fruitful community of the gospel, walking with Jesus and his mission here? Well, I'll tell you, it's the same thing that Abraham needed. It's a promise. God's promise. From baptism to the resurrection, we have his promises. We stand or fall on these promises. They are everything. He is everything. His promises make us everything that he calls us to be. And because of all of his promises and his call to show his promise, my brothers and sisters whom I Love and long for my joy and my crown. Stand firm in the Lord, Paul writes. We are steadfast, standing firm together on the promises of our King. Now, please note that is plural. Everyone stands firm together on his promises. We stand firm on the directions and promises of the commander of his ship, Jesus. Encourage each other. Grab a hold of each other in these dark times, on these rough waters, and help each other move together through these trials and complete the journey together as his church, as his family, as his flock. In this congregation, in the present and In the future, God is calling us to many decisions, big and small. And we stand together on his promises, knowing his direction and his mission. That's called commander's intent. Let us seek his word, which provides his many promises. Because unlike ours, his promises are perfect And fully trustworthy all of the time. His promises, they last. They are solid and they make us new in his hope and in his righteousness. Through his church, us, his promises of hope flow to those around us, our neighbors. Through us, Jerusalem kills less messengers of the Lord and commits less violence towards people that Jesus sends. Stand firm together, people of God, in this place. 
be intentional, love, and share his promises. Cherish his words of promise. Give thanks for everything that he gives to us and let that promise shine through us. Let it be a reflection of his light. For us who live in the forgiveness of Jesus, his righteousness, we are counted by God as children of Abraham too. Paul, he spends a great deal of time pondering what this promise of Abraham now means for those who live in Christ. Paul writes to the Galatians, understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. And in Romans 4, he really unpacks this. Therefore, the promise comes by faith so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. Dear friends, the bottom line is that since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. We hear the account of Jesus and his weeping over the city of Jerusalem, expressing the beautiful heart of God to gather all people under his protection and love as a hen does to her chicks. But the city will not be gathered. Instead, we kill the prophets of God and we stone the messengers that God uses to call us back to him. And this is the real gravity of our sin. It's not just saying a bad word or doing bad or harmful things to someone else. But it's giving deep offense to the Lord as we reject his call. We reject his protection. We reject his love. We fail to trust him. We deny him. But Jesus, he, he goes into that city and he does he does uh, what we don't expect him to do. And he calls that city back to him and to himself. And it's something that we can't even dream of ourselves. And he does this in the suffering. And he does this in his death. And we, he does this for us in his resurrection. The last great enemy, death itself, is now defeated by Jesus. And that promise it lives on. It lives on through us as we are signs of hope and signs of love of God for all the world now, in the here and now. And remember, all of this is plural. We are children of Abraham by faith in Jesus. We are the church we are to stand together, together 
we show God's promises and blessings of life, we are not alone. Repent and receive that promise, God's promise for you. Amen.